cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Today's podcast episode is with the divine Juan Lee, transformational speaker and thought leader in love. Juan and I had a beautiful, powerful, fantastic conversation on the powerful principle of love and not just romantic love but self-love and all-encompassing love that we as humans are designed and worthy to experience. I trust you will find so much information and reverberance from this episode. Feel free to connect with us and let us know your thoughts and anything that comes up for you, just sit with it and remember that the cave that you fear to enter has all of the answers that you seek. Let's jump into this really juicy, powerful, needed conversation with Juan Lee. Juan, it is a pleasure to have you here. I'm so excited to talk about this beautiful power of love and connection and the beautiful things that you're doing out in the community and in the world and your new book. Let's dive in. And, you know, we just had a beautiful conversation for you, Mike, about life and all the ways that it's just a journey is connected. And I wish I recorded it, but I didn't. So <laughs> it's okay. It's more in there. <laughs> how you got into this work and why this work is so important for you right now just your journey and what 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 got you here that's a long story it's a real <laughs> long story I'm, I'm 56 years old so you know this just didn't happen overnight um let's give you the the shorter version um I grew up in the church all my life. Um, and through that journey, through that process of uh, going through the church, um, there were things that eventually I had questions. I had questions. And I was beginning to see that the questions that I was having were not giving the answers, not only to myself, but to other people and it being manifested in their lives. You know, the answers weren't being manifested. So it was, it was, I tell you, it was one of the things that caused me to, to get to this point to write the book was, a scripture that basically said love never fails. And I went on a journey to find out what it takes for love not to fail. And it was not as though it was an option. It was an absolute. It doesn't fail when you understand what its purpose is. Um, why it exists and we were there's no one that's really identifying you know even in church it's it's not really identified you know it's identified but it's it's not anything that you have to do 
But what I've come to realize and find out is, is that if we want to apply it, wanting to put it into action, because love is an action, um, there are attitudes that will allow you to put it into action that allows it never to fail. And it was through that knowledge and through my journey that I understood what those attitudes were that would allow each and every one of us that has the same purpose in common to gain the results of it not failing. And so that was not when I started, to be honest with you, when I started this journey, it was like, boy, how is it that I can see this and nobody else can? And it's because it's really, love is something that is so, is made to be so selfish. And love is everything but selfish. It's selfless. And so in the process of learning this and going through the process of, of identifying this, you know, we have struggles, we have, we have obstacles that almost prevent us from being able to see the fullness and the purpose of love because we live in this selfish society, we live in this selfish environment. And so it's almost as though we had these, these combating forces that are pre preventing us from coming together around a unified purpose so that we could begin to see that love never fails if we could then begin to implement it and exercise and demonstrate it to one another it causes us to be it causes us to come together but we're constructed in a way that we're it's causing we're divided you know every every area of our lives lives there's this this element of division and so what we end up with is this desire to be this you know to protect ourselves and that really leaves us hopeless because we're not intended to live this experience alone in this vacuum you know and so when i realized that and i understood how love never fails and that's how the book Love Made Simple came about because it was basically, we got to take the confusion out of love and make it simple. Yes, perfect, perfect way to, to kick it off. And it's so powerful the way that you've just articulated that. And it's important, something that you've said was really important that struck for me was just remembering that we weren't designed to live in this life alone and in a suffering and in separation. And like you said, in a vacuum. And I think it's really important for like the listeners and the viewers who are here with us, just remember that like love is all encompassing and love isn't just like romantic love. It, it's there's so many different types of love, right? We were just talking prior, like I love my dogs. I love my the trees outside and I love my parents and I love my friends. Like there's so much, I love myself, right? Like there's different aspects of love. And when you see it in a way that's not it's not selfish to love yourself. It's 
selfless. It's really powerful. In fact, it's necessary. It's needed. And going back to what you were saying um, in the church, sometimes it's not maybe structured or or found or given a foundation in a way where it's acceptable to know that love is um i'm not sure what i'm trying to say here but i guess it could get a little blurry where you know love can be a, a big no-no in a certain degree or and i'm not like not like bashing on the church or anything of that sort i mean there's there's good things that come from from the church too and, and religion and all the things, but it can be a slippery slope. And so just a reminder that the love that we're talking about here today is this like universal encompassing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And that's, that's exactly the message that I wanted to get across in the book is that, you know, religions made love um, to be something that was, um, exclusive and love is something that is expands beyond whatever your choice of, of religion is. It's universal. We all have rights and privileges and benefits and, and access to this, to this system that's meant for this experience called life. And, and so it's just the ability to be able to tap into it and understand that what you bring to it is the ability to bring fulfillment to your experience, but it also protects and preserves humanity. Mm -hmm. And that's what that purpose is for love. It's to protect and preserve humanity from generation to generation. It's been in existence. It's demonstrated. It works. It's, it's that ability for us to have ancestors and for us to one day be ancestors and to, for the next generation to be able to glean and to reach and to um, and learn from them. And so this is the experience for us to invest into humanity, the dispensation of the present. Um, so love is the key. Love is the tool that we use to be able to manifest that investment into uh, humanity for the next generation. Yes. And something that came up when you were speaking about that was this, um, I just watched a documentary a couple weekends ago. Uh, it's called Going Home by Ram Dass, and it's about his life. And um, he was a very big, big proponent and advocate for love. And when you break everything down, I mean, he came from a background of uh, being a, a researcher and all about power in the 60s. And then he pretty much pioneered the like medicinal healing through magic mushrooms and LSD experiments and all the things. And then he went to India. And anyways, I don't know if people probably understand. I already know who Ram does this if they're listening to my podcast. But <laughs> anyways, the purpose was he he realized um, that there is love at all moments, even within suffering. So you you think about you had mentioned like it's all encompassing when someone, even when someone is in a hard moment, you can still find love there, right? Even when we're suffering, we can find love if we are willing and daring to like surrender to that. Something that I've had to learn and um, 
the paradox that he was mentioning was talking about when you are so he was in a, in an essence kind of like a death doula so he would sit with people in in some of their final moments and the paradox which i found was so profound was wanting as a human soul or a human being feeling encompassing heart and compassion and love wanting to save this person from their misery and their suffering but also understanding and sitting with all of their pain and their grief that su that suffering is grace and then that sitting with them in that grief together was love there's so much love to be with this person and they can meet behind the grief and I just think that is like a total embodiment of love because even when someone's like in their darkest moments and their hardest moments and even in their highest moments, right? Like we just saw what happened with Ukraine. If you really kind of zoom out and break it, break it down, we always see in these crisis moments, there is a huge embodiment of love to go and help. And that, that's an example. That you, you you touched on something that's very critical to understanding how love never fails is because of one of the components that you just mentioned was connection, which is essential to love. And what it does is it, it has no it has no expectations, but the connections are intended to give what the other person needs. It's to meet their needs. And that's what love does. It's at whatever the moment might be that love meets that need. And it's this connection. It's what I use as a conduit. It connects us one to another so that we can flow. That, that gift, that need or that necessity is there without any expectation. And so in no matter what your circumstances are, you know, it's that connection, that ability to be connected. And that's why I'm saying we were never meant to be alone. We were intended to have that 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 conduit so that we would be able to navigate this experience collectively together so that we can all be fulfilled and successful in this experience. That here's the thing that we all know is temporary. Definitely. And I'm curious if you've come across in your work and your experience, anyone who's been maybe burned or has had a lot of hardship and isn't so open to love, right? Or like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you so happy? And like, how do you see love and everything? Like take the rose colored glasses off, right? Like I'm, I've been there, I've totally been there. I've, I've had my heart broken a million times. I've, I've definitely been uh, in some of the darkest periods of my life recently, but graciously I've like do, been doing the work and I'm out of it and I, I'm kind of in this really beautiful, blissful place right now as we're talking about love and um, tapping into that aspect of myself. But I'm curious what, like, what, how do you, how do you address or how do you go about people who are maybe a little bit more closed off because of trauma, because of just life, right? It, it, it's, it's, you're absolutely, most people are, I won't say in denial, they are unaware of the power of love okay and as a result of it cannot see themselves addressing or coming into that space which many people might call utopia <laughs> um, that place where that's this pure clarity 
that you can maneuver through, you can manage, you can handle situations and circumstances in. Um, but ultimately it goes back to something that you were saying earlier, and that is the ability to be able to allow love to be able to penetrate yourself first. You, we can't give something that we don't have. And when we are able to first and foremost address it for ourselves, see these attitudes that I speak of are the things that allow us the liberty to be liberated. It liberates us from the bondages that present, prevents us from being able to first of all receive love for ourselves. This is this power that we're talking about. And then to be able to give it, you know, then begin to give it. But that is a process that we all have to go through to be able to, to understand what we don't know is what's hindering us from being able to benefit or gain the benefits of love. And in many cases, there we ourselves that are preventing it for us, from us. We're stopping it from coming through based on some experiences or based on some understandings or thoughts or things that we have conjured up and developed a relationship with in our minds, which causes us to prevent us to, to see that there, that that can't be possible. You know, it, it's, it's almost this attitude of, you know, it's, you know, don't want, it's not possible. It's like, I can't believe that that's going to happen. So I can't even, could even entertain it, but it's the exact thing that we want but we are expecting someone to give it to us. In actuality, we have to get in to do the work that can allow us. So we have to break down some things, pull some walls down um, so that we can begin to see that flow that we were talking about. You know, see that when we have what it is to give, we know that we have what it is that we have to give. You know, so many times we enter into relationships without knowing who we are, expecting that person to give it to us, that which we need to be able to establish for ourselves. And we, 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 it's unfair, not only to the other person, but to ourselves, because we, we, don't, we don't allow ourselves to understand who we are, go through that process. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's a very rewarding process to go through when you're willing to do the work. hundred percent. And it's almost, I mean, that's not almost, it's a disservice to us, to others, to the world, to humanity. When we, I mean, sometimes it's a conscious choice to be like, I don't want to look at the pain and therefore I'm not going to do the work. Or we just, like you said, unaware, but the self-sabotaging is so real, so real. <laughs> and uh, woo, it can take us, like you said, we want that, but we're not willing to break down those patterns to even give us the permission to imagine, can I actually have that? Absolutely. And, and, and the thing about it is it's that safety in just being comfortable with the pain that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart, but everyone does have the power to, to do it. The more that you sit with it, the more I was, I just listened to another amazing podcast yesterday <laughs> that was talking about the more that you sit in the fear, it, 
in pro direct proportion, the more that you will come out and see the truth of the love that it, I think they're talking about love, but like the love that you're looking for, the truth essentially that you're looking for is all in that cave. It's like, you just have to go in there for a little bit, really feel it's, it. It's understanding the value of your authenticity. Hmm. It's understanding that value. Um, that was the thing that, that early on in my life, I had none, you know, I could not find my value. And as a result of it, um, I was in bondage to what I didn't know and no one ever could help me identify it and unlock it. It wasn't until I really began to realize the value of, of the system of love and how it actually um, allows me to be free in knowing who I am, which then allows me to give it to the world. It's, it's the journey here. It's about giving, not receiving. And we've got to understand to give, we have to have to give. Yeah. And we, we, we fail to develop who we are. So as a result, we're out here looking for someone to fulfill that void of who we are. And the relationships are going south because no one can do that for you. Can't pour from an empty cup. But yet we still try to, and here's the worst part about it. We try to fill it from someone else's cup. Correct. Yeah, I've definitely been there and it's not fun. And it's, yeah, it's the, it's, it's it can be, it can be a bit tragic. It can be very tragic. <laughs> uh, but, but the big but here is the but and is like, when you do maybe go through those experiences and then you learn to to like you said find your value and your worth and you fill your own cup up whoo life is so different <laughs> it, that that's that's the aha moment that we're all looking for because it's when you know your value you know what you have to offer and then it returns then it really defines man it's everything because now you know the relationships that you need to connect with your value. You don't try to, you know, you don't try to put two negative, positive, two negative together. You know you need a positive. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? What connects to you. But when you run it up to things that you know is con it's contrary to who you are, and you can't identify it until 10 years in or five years in, you've 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 uh, you've lost the, the potential, the value that you could have presented to the world because you've got the wrong connections. Many of us do that. And it's the process of understanding once you get into those types of things, how then do you now have to navigate them because those are relationships that you have established. I.e., in, in a lot of cases, you got baby daddies and baby mamas and things like that, where now, you've got to establish relationships with things that you wouldn't have never had to were supposed to outside of a commitment that is going to now going to affect generations to come. Yeah, and that's such a good point because I wanted to ask you too, it's like the perfect, perfect point that you make. I'm curious 
we know that childhood is such an important part of our development and the love and the nurturing and the safety that's created from a bond from you know primary caregivers and i know that you have set up this amazing nonprofit to to share your mission with children with teens and people in the community and so what you just said is huge because no one you know everyone had everything is i truly believe everything is a learning journey and yeah, unfortunately, there are some little mistakes, but like you said, we didn't think it through or there was like a the connection, the commitment wasn't talked through. And like, again, it, can, it's, it, it merely could have been an accident or it wasn't an accident. And um, let's jump into like, to like how, what are you doing with these kids to implement maybe these children came from really good homes, maybe they didn't, maybe they don't have the, they do or they don't have that structure, right? So how can we really create, you had mentioned it earlier, like being the ancestors and generations carrying over love. I'm really big of, because for context, like my whole, the reason why I'm here where I am right now is because I've had to do some really, really deep inner child work to make myself to reparent myself and feel that safety and feel that love and nurturing. Not that I had terrible parents, I had wonderful parents. I just as a child didn't get the emotional needs what, that I needed. needed. Exactly, needed. at the time. And so as a five-year-old, can't comprehend that, but I internalized it. And so years and years and years pile on. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm curious how, I don't work with children, I work on the other spectrum with older adults. And so I'm fascinated, just you, I can see the, you know, there's two different sides. So what are we doing right now for the kids to create this love? Well, well, see, this is the, let me just give you the clear journey, the nonprofit angle here. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we believe that to make your dreams a reality, um, we talk about the the practical application of love. And what we do is, is that we look at the education and empowerment that creates positive change or changes your life experience. One of the programs that we have is, is a financial literacy program. Um, that's a program that's, it's an application of love. It's being able to understand and to manage your resources because preparation propels opportunity, okay? And so these are some of the practical things that we share with the young people, the, young, the teenagers and young adults. But these are the same fundamentals that anybody can use in life. But the sooner you get them, the better you are in the process of navigating this experience called life. So that's one of the, the many things that we offer, but in the concept of what we're talking about with what you're saying here is that as it relates to love, we have to realize that our young people need support, okay? And if you can't get it from home, where do they go to get that support? I.e. clear journey in that because we also have additional programs that we're providing also. But at the same time, they need to understand that there's something that they need to connect with. 
And so they've built up defense mechanisms. So the first thing that we have to do is a little bit of what we were talking about earlier is to understand that they've got to break some of those things down. They, you know, they come from places where they, they don't have family, the, the fathers or the mothers are not there. They've raised themselves for whatever the reason might be. And they've found that to be the norm, that that's acceptable. But there's a reason why it takes a, it takes a, a, a male and a female to create a child, okay? It's a part of the fact that that's what it takes to raise one too. You create it and you raise it. And they have a different perspective that brings that brings what it takes to create them, but it also is that ability to be able to also nurture them. And when you don't have that nurturing, we begin to establish that lack as being the norm. And so we don't have what it takes to begin to navigate it, but from one perspective, and that's just one perspective. And that is the only one that we are exposed to. So what do we do? We have to give them that better rounded understanding as it relates to what this means, this experience of life is all about. And so there's so many different components to that, but love is the answer in how we do it is being able to show the practicality of it. You know, a lot of people, especially young people, love is, they've ingrained in what is in it for me. What's in it for me? Um, but they're never in it to find out what it is it takes to develop themselves. See, parenting is one of the most fundamental things to a child. That's where they get to really begin to identify who they are. And most parents, you know, don't say, I mean, not saying that they don't give their best, but like you said, each child is different and needs something different. And so when children get the mindset that we were raised the same, all of our children, all of our sons, I raised you the same. We're not the same. Children are not the same. And just because you gave Johnny and Susie and Mary, no, I'm different. And this is the very essence of life is that we are an original, we are unique. And it's that uniqueness that we have to develop. And if we can't get that, that nudge or that insight as it relates to who that is, we're looking for it. We're, we're, we're striving to try to find out who we are and we allow life to get in the way because we don't really know. So then we found ourselves searching for things that really aren't who we are and never beginning to find our authenticity. We begin to put on the mask, trying to fit in trying to identify with someone or something that we're not. And it leads us to a slippery slope that typically we never recover from. <laughs> so powerful and so profoundly said and all the, the just so much to unpack there, but you did it really well and just modeling the mask, the trying to fit in, there's like all these complexities and we are unique and understanding that we're just all very complex 
beings, humans, like every single person. And it doesn't matter your age, at what age we are, because like you said, we have all of these, we try to navigate life. And if we didn't even have a role model or we didn't have any sort of kind of healthy modeling, we're just like out on, out, out left out in the world, right? Like just good luck. <laughs> You're like, okay. That um, was, that was, that was the key at me for 17 years old. I was like, I, I, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Graduate from high school and was hope, had hope. I was hopeless. I was lost. I was confused. And I was like, which way do I go? How do I, how do I navigate this thing? It was like, you, I'm not going to school. What I didn't tell you is that I have a learning disability. And so at the time when I graduated from high school, I had, my identity was trash. I had no sense of success or hope or being able to navigate this thing because I felt unprepared. And so it was at that point where I was like, well, there's gotta be a way somebody to figure this out so how we know. No, everybody's in it for themselves. And as a result, a lot of people get missed in the, in the process of trying to figure out and understand exactly who each and every one of us, who we are, what is our uniqueness? I need you, you need me, but if I don't know what I have to offer, how will you ever know what I have to give? Hmm. Everything is being developed over there. You can get access to the book there. You can go to my personal website, um, which is Wanley, the author from there, but everything that is going forward is going through Clear Journey. Um, I'm in the process of creating other courses, other um, programs uh, that will be uh, able to be reached over there. Um, so that's it. We are um, we're in the process of looking for partners and sponsors over there. Um, but that's where everything is going to be happening. Clearjourney.org. Clearjourney.org. I love that. I'm really excited to see all, as this flourishes. I'm also going to buy the book because I'm a huge proponent of supporting my guests, but also just love this. I just love everything we're talking about and what you're doing and who you are and your essence. And I can feel it. And I'm also realizing we're both wearing pink. <laughs> I wore this because it says love on it. And I was like, oh, how ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Juan, is there... If there's one last piece of love that you want to give to the listeners, what is that? What is that bit that you just want people to go take home and just let it simmer in? You know, often people, oftentimes people ask me this question and I go, is, and we've basically touched on it a little bit today. And that is, you know, have a willingness to do the work so that you will be able to reap the rewards. There is nothing like the other side of doing the work that's necessary to be able to embody love so that you might have it to give. It's nothing like it. Don't, do not run from it. Don't avoid it. Embrace it. There is so much in there. But once you begin to establish the, the right relationships or the right attitudes of love, your whole life 
changes. It absolutely changes. And you will never ever understand it until you experience it, until you do the work. I can't, there's nothing, I mean, I can't explain it. You've got to do the work. And there's no, there is no quick, there is no, no silver bullet to it. Do the work and it starts on the inside. It starts on the inside. You can, you can get in touch with me. We can talk about it. You can find me at Clear Journey. You go info at clearjourney.org and we can talk about it. Um, we're, I'm here for anyone who's interested in taking that journey. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love, I love, 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 love that because it's just, thank you for being a proponent for doing the work. And especially as a male, you know, there's so much around. I mean, that's a whole conversation, right? But like the masculine and the patriarchy, right? Like can't do the work, gotta hold my feelings in, can't show emotion. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm about to cuss right now, but like, that's bullshit, okay? You're <laughs> human, <laughs> just like me, just because I'm feminine and oh, oh, we have all these emotions. Like we feel the same experiences. We feel shame, we feel loss, we feel grief, we feel excitement, we feel joy. Like we were all designed in the same way to feel this life experience. And so when we have, you know, society and societal norms put these chains on men, and a lot of other people, but like specifically men for generations, you know, in the past, it's like, we have to break that down. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, you kind of left us off on that note because it's time. Men have the most difficult time with this, this, uh, this journey, because a lot when we talk about having to pull those, those thoughts and those, those con those things that we've learned and built up on ourselves, that's an additional one that almost is the one that will suppress all of the rest of them down because I'm a man and I can't give in to that. That's, that's a real big one. Yeah. And you are a beautiful example to, to be a warrior here, to lead these men into their mm -hmm. hearts and mm -hmm. out of their heads, you know, and just like really tapping into that feel. And like you said, there is nothing like it until you really get there. And it's it's painful. Let me tell you, like it's painful, the trajectory of it, but coming out at the other side is just pure light. I, I don't know if I have a minute to say, but the opportunity to be able to navigate that experience, that exposure for yourself is nothing. And it's more fulfilling and more, it's easier because here's the point. People around you, see the pain that you're in and they see that you're willing you're not willing to embrace it or confront it and you will defend the pain and people see you defending the pain but you have to you feel that you have to defend it because you own it it's because it's yours and when you're able to allow love to come into you and begin to change the way you think, your mindset, then you have the ability to take the steps that you want without having somebody else to call you on it, so to speak. 
you know, and that's power right there in able to do it for yourself. And you, you eliminate, you begin to pull down those, those walls where you have to normally have to defend. Do it yourself, do it for yourself. And you'll be able to, to see the value and, and, and no one else will have to do it for you in a way where you have to, you know, have to defend yourself from even experiencing it or even attempting to do it. So you'll, you won't do it because you got to defend yourself to it. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's, it's worth it. And I, I can't remember the, the quote verbatim, but it's something about like the fear Oh goodness, it's gonna bother me. But it's like the the answers that you seek are in the cave that you fear. So like having to go, I think it's Joseph Campbell. Like you have to go into that cave to really to 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 get what you what you're looking for. And uh, the cave can be really scary and dark. But you know you can walk the, out of the cave a totally different person. The first advantage, the thing that you have to overcome to be able to experience this love is to overcome the fear of loss. Mm. Overcoming the fear of loss keeps, well, let's put it like this, allowing fear to regulate, fear of loss to regulate you will prevent you from being able to reach your potential and have fulfillment in this life. You've got to overcome that. And the only way that you can do that is with the number one um, attitude and that sacrifice, self-sacrifice. You've got to be willing to sacrifice that which you have determined identifies who you are for the sake of being who you want to be. That's what it takes. You, you can't allow the fear of loss to prevent you from reaching your potential. That's deep. That's super deep. I'm going to sit with that one because that's a big one. I, 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 I think I have like a broad understanding of loss too. So, but like, that's just, that's pretty deep. And, and you, it, I like what you pointed to like final note is that you have to let you, you do have to lose parts of yourself that you may not want to lose parts of yourself. You have to shed that in order to be that new version of yourself, because that old version of yourself is not getting you anywhere. It doesn't serve you anymore. It's obviously keeping you in the same loops. And that, where that self-sacrifice can be really hard for a lot of people um, and scary. And I'm going to sit with the loss and like the grief aspect. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's in every aspect though. I mean, you know, it, it a lot, one of the things that, and I'll say this to you, I don't want to do too farther, but one of the powers of love is being able to embrace death, embracing it. It has a purpose. It has a purpose. And the, here's, here, here's the, the definition that I give you. It's the conclusion of the experience. It's the conclusion. It's where you've written your, your test. You've, you've passed your test. You, you've come to the end. And this is what has been written forever. This is the conclusion. Never to be, never to be added to or taken away from forever. It is the conclusion that's a purpose mm -hmm. it brings everything to a conclusion you've got to be able to embrace that because that in of itself gets you on a path of purpose in the moment 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's um, going back to Ramdas. He says, make friends with change because death is just another form of change. And death is like taking off a tight shoe for the soul. It's a snap. And it's like this, like you said, it's a conclusion of the experience. It's not something to be feared. It's something to just embrace as change. It's another form. Like you, we talked on mic prior, everything is in stages. And that is absolutely <laughs> powerful. <laughs> ah, Juan, this has been so incredible. I'm just, we, I know we can go on and on and on. And I'm like, so grateful for that. And I'm so like, I'm just embracing what we have right now and, and what we've embodied and created here today. And I'm, I'm so excited for your journey and with clear journey and your book and, and your mentorship. And I know that you're touching lives and I'm just super, I'm super grateful that you are doing this for, for humanity and for the collective. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. But thank, here's the thing. I'm just one. We all in this together. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can stay connected because that's what this is all about. It's about connecting. And this is our journey. It's just not mine. We're in this thing called humanity together. Yes. And it takes more than one. <laughs> Absolutely. But, it's, but, it, but it only takes one at a time to demonstrate it so that it can affect change in the world. And that's what it's all about. This, I thank you for the opportunity for me sharing um, my message with your audience. So I appreciate you and you're necessary and important to me. Uh, so. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. We are just one drop in the infinite ocean together and we are absolutely staying connected. <laughs> <laughs>